Now, on this morning, 25 years ago, the world was reeling at the loss of Princess Diana. Princess Diana was just 37 when she was killed in a car crash in Paris. And former BBC royal correspondent Jenny Bond joins us now. Jenny, I can still actually remember where I was when I heard that Princess Diana had died. And it seemed semi-unbelievable at the time. I, I think it's fair to say back then she probably was the most famous woman in the world. Undoubtedly, she was at that time. Yes, um, it it sent shockwaves around the world. Um, I, I was on holiday at our home in Devon and the call came through at about oh, 10 to 1, something like that in the morning. And I just had to drop everything and drive to London. And it was a most traumatic week, as we all remember, an extraordinary week in which the world went a, a little bit mad, I think. Um, I think there was an element of, of mass hysteria, but she was truly loved and she was truly mourned. I, 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 I suspect you were right and I can still remember the tributes at, at the gates of Buckingham House and a sea of people and, and all of that. You describe it as mass hysteria. Were the, were the royals blindsided by the outpouring of grief? I think they were, yes, because the Queen particularly is someone who doesn't emote in public generally. Uh, you know, she was brought up to keep her feelings mm-hmm. to herself. Um, as monarch, she's had to keep her thoughts to herself. Um, and so it was very alien to her to be required, really, by the British public to come down to London and be seen to be mourning publicly. Was She felt her place was at Balmoral with the boys, and I think she was probably right. What to this day I never quite understand is why the courtiers around her didn't grasp the situation more quickly and ask for a satellite truck to be sent up to Balmoral. There are ways of communicating and broadcasting without leaving um, the castle. Um, but that didn't happen. And as you know, feelings grew and grew and grew, particularly in London, but around the country. Um, and there were headlines saying, where is our queen? They yeah. were demanding her and it became really quite unpleasant. There was quite a backlash against the royals. I, I suppose the perception had been, uh, it wasn't that long after that panorama interview, the, there's three people in the marriage. Uh, Charles, I think it would be fair to say, was getting some bad press out of it all. And then she died under under what were terrible circumstances, hounded by paparazzi to her death, as, as, as it would have been framed. Um, it, it was a sort of a PR disaster for the royals to some extent. It was probably the most difficult week that they had faced, certainly since 1992, the Annus Horribilis. But I mean, it it was a a terrible week for the Queen. I think the Queen particularly was left absolutely bewildered and and confused about what she was expected to do. You know, she was torn between being a grandmother, um, being the head of state and our Queen and someone who had to be the figurehead for all this grief. Um, And as you say, it did absolutely nothing for Prince Charles's popularity. It was at that time that um, people were beginning to accept that that he and Camilla were an item and things were beginning to get easier on on that score but of course Diana's death meant it all had to well the, the Camilla had to take several steps back and they had to start again with their campaign to get her accepted Tony Blair appeared to have have read the room a little bit better perhaps than the royals do you think Yes, he, he he did very well, didn't he? I mean, he mm. was quite a new prime minister at that time, but coming out and saying so early on, on that morning, she was the people's princess yes. and that is how she will stay and remain forever. Um, it was a very, very cleverly crafted line. One of the saddest things I, I think that we probably saw at the time during the funeral were the boys, uh, Harry and William, that, that walking 
at a very young age, clearly grief stricken. And, and I think Harry has spoken about it since that time, uh, about the toll it, it, it took on him. Do you think that her death has shaped those two boys almost more than anything else in their lives? Undoubtedly, yes. Particularly Harry, I think. I mean, he was only 12. Yeah. He was just coming up to his 13th birthday and it's profoundly affected him. Uh, not only the fact of her death, but the manner of her death. Mm. Um, it has fueled his bitter hatred of the press. Uh, I don't see why he should forgive the press, really, um, although they were not held to be absolutely culpable. Um, and she was the victim of a driver who had, it has been shown, drunk too much yeah. um, and was driving too fast. But yes, those those boys hold the press um, to task for it. I think William has come through it slightly better. He was slightly more mature. He was 15. But of course, I think any anyone who's lost a parent at that young age knows that it affects you for the rest of your life. And, and lastly, Jenny, what do you think the legacy of, of Diana was? I mean, there were things that, that, that she did like her or, or, or think that she was manipulative or, 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 or love her or whatever you think about or whatever one would think about her. Things that she did in terms of walking through, I suppose, minefields, uh, hugging at the time AIDS victims who, when, when most people were, were recoiling from them. She, she did act in a way that was, was modern and new and different. And it did, I suppose, uh, bring her into, into, into people's lives in, in a way that, that, that they liked her. Oh, they more than liked her. They loved her. They adored her. And still some people do. I mean, for many people, she is forever young and forever that heroine. And she did change people's attitudes. She could transform the opinions about controversial matters, as you say, such as leprosy or AIDS. Um, and I think her legacy is not only in those changed attitudes, but in her sons. We see it in her sons. They are young men who show their emotions, who talk about their emotions, who talk about their mental health, and who uh, have chosen specific charities because of her, really, many yeah. of them about the homelessness and the mental health, um, because of her, they've chosen charities and they've chosen not too many charities just to focus in on things they really care about and where they can make a difference. And I do think in William and Harry, um, we see we see elements of the real Diana. Uh, uh, I would say just, just one example recently of when, when uh, the England soccer team, the football team, the women's football uh, team won the World Cup. Um, what other member of the royal family would be seen hugging every member of the team as Prince William did? I mean, to me, that was pure Diana. Yeah, uh, but I suppose that's what I was kind of wondering. Did she change the royal family? In, in, in you know, we saw her dance with Wayne Sleep. We, we saw her run in school, you know, sports days, you know, with her shoes off with the other mums. The formality and the, or the lack of formality, it was very new for the royal family. But, it, but do you think it left a legacy? Yes, I think it has done. And she was different in that way. Um, you know, she she told me, I remember one of our many conversations that uh, she said, I shower my, my boys with hugs and, and kisses and cuddles because I didn't get any as a child. And I want them to have that. Um, and she showered other people's with, with cuddles and kisses because she was a very tactile person. And she she also told me she felt that the royal family, she admired the, the queen very, very much. And she uh, respected the monarchy and believed in it. But she thought it was too remote and it should be more accessible and less formal. And that's what she did. She didn't just say it, she did it. 
Can I ask you one last slightly personal question? It's speculative, obviously, but The Crown, when you watch that series, within it, Prince Charles certainly appears within that series to have been jealous of Princess Diana. Do you think that's true? Oh, yes, I think he was. He was jealous of the attention she got. You know, he'd been used to being the number one uh, man around. You know, if he went anywhere, people fawned all over him. They cried for him. They, you know, Charles, Charles, come to my side, shake my hand. But suddenly it was, um, oh, Charles, hang on, where's Diana? You know, mm. <laughs> and as he said once very famously, he said, you know, thought perhaps it would have been better. I think it was in Australia. Perhaps it would have been better if I had come with two wives and, uh, each could could have gone down one side of the street and I would kind of marshaled everything from the middle. <laughs> um, he was jealous of that. 